Mind of God, Mind of Satan, You Choose, Part 1, by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor. For 7,000 years, man has been taught to cherish knowledge. Unfortunately, the wrong knowledge. Students have been given honorable mention over their classmates for the retention of this knowledge. Great awards have been presented and admiration bestowed on those considered wise. How useless, futile when you consider the source of this knowledge and how imperfect the results are destined to be in the end. Ezekiel chapter 28 reveals the donor. Ezekiel chapter 28 verses 13 through 17. You were in Eden, the garden of God. There were four mentioned in the garden, Adam, Eve, God, and the serpent. Every precious stone was your covering, the sardius, topaz, and diamond, beryl, onyx, and jasper, sapphire, turquoise, and emerald with gold, the workmanship of your timbrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day that you were created. God was the creator, not the created, so it was not him. You were the anointed cherub who covers. Adam and Eve were not angels, so not them. I established you. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of fiery stones. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you. By the abundance of your trading, did things his way, dead works, not of God's plan for him. You became filled with violence within, and you sinned. Therefore, I cast you as a profane thing out of the mountain of God, and I destroyed you, O covering cherub. The only one left is the serpent, Satan. From the midst of the fiery stones, your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. I cast you to the ground. I laid you before kings that they might gaze at you. God spoke this in 597 B.C. to a man with a human lifespan. Obviously, he was addressing the evil being that possessed him. The end-time truth he is releasing is revealing the role the adversary has had in the world affairs, thus he is laying Satan before kings, governmental systems, that they may see him today and turn to God. As a side note, the serpent, the dragon, the devil, the angel of light, the covering cherub, the day star, Lucifer, are all one being, with many names. Satan. Examples. Isaiah chapter 14 verse 12. How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground, you who weakened the nations. Second Corinthians chapter 11 verse 14. And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Revelation chapter 20 verse 2 He laid hold of the dragon, that serpent of old, in the garden, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. 
We see in verse 16 of Ezekiel chapter 28 that he sinned. He did things in his own strength and in his own way. It became a profane thing. And in verse 17, God told him his thinking, his wisdom, was also corrupted because he loved his own beauty, expected everyone to bow to him, and twisted things to suit himself. His counsel would draw humanity and a third of the angels to him and away from God. Yet this is the very knowledge the world holds in such esteem, patting the intellectual snob on the head, the fruit of the wrong tree, the tree of good and evil. Satan was chosen. Another side note, to better understand this tree and chop down false doctrine, let's read from Isaiah chapter 61 verse 3. To console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. We're talking about people here, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the plant in the Lord, that he may be glorified. God refers to people as trees, angels as trees, even the word, the tree of life. And Scripture tells us there were two of these trees in the Garden of Eden. Genesis chapter 2, verses 8 through 9. The Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground the Lord God made every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. These are natural trees. The tree of life was also not the same as the former, in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, different kind of trees, offering a different kind of food. So there were two trees in the garden. One was Satan. Who was the other? John, chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, may clue us. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. So Adam and Eve, God, Satan, and... All things were made through Him, the Word, and without Him nothing was made that was made. So He, the Word, was also in the garden. John chapter 14, verse 6. Jesus said to him, I am the way. He calculates God's plans, the truth. He is the word and the life. Eve should have chosen this tree. No one comes to the Father except through me. John chapter 15 verse 5. I, Jesus, am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Now with these scriptures in mind, let us read Genesis chapter 3 verse 6 to clearly see and understand the source of our human knowledge and intellect and perhaps begin to comprehend why it is so useless, futile. Genesis chapter 3 verse 6. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, food for thought, that is, that it was pleasant to the eyes, 
Remember Satan's beauty and a tree desirable to make one wise. Natural trees don't make you wise. This was the shrewd anointed cherub. She took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. They turned their backs on Jesus, ingested the fruit of Satan's words, bit into his lies, and their natures were immediately changed to his image. So as the descendants of Adam and Eve, guess what knowledge we have been blessed with? Or should I say, cursed with? Handed down from generation to generation, added to by Satan himself as well as with his evil followers, it is now recognized as the world's knowledge and the foundation of our intellect. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verses 18 through 20 Let no one deceive himself. If anyone among you seems to be wise in this age, remember the source of our knowledge. Let him become a fool, discard it, that he may become wise in God's knowledge. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, He catches the wise in their own craftiness. The fruit of the Spirit found in Galatians chapter 5 verses 22 through 23 cannot be developed from this corrupt knowledge. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise, that they are futile. Bringing forth the fruit of Galatians chapter 5 verses 19 through 21. The above scripture tells us God catches those with this worldly wisdom by their craftiness. The word craftiness in the Strong's Concordance Greek Dictionary means clever, sophisticated cunning, unscrupulous conduct, evil, treachery, deceptive scheming, arrogant shrewdness, slyness. In much of the world's interaction, such as in business, politics, etc. These are all expected, if not respected, traits. In America, we say, it's a dog-eat-dog -dog world, meaning we must be like that to succeed. The knowledge of God in no way produces this nature. This is fruit of Satan's wisdom. In fact, it was Satan's counsel and his offer of what he thought was a deeper knowledge that opened the eyes of humanity to envision the deceptive scheme that ended in their unscrupulous conduct in the first place. In the early stage of rebellion, they were honestly ashamed of what they had done. It would not take long for man to grow accustomed to this different thinking pattern, however. Look at Cain, their firstborn. While walking in the knowledge of God, they were happy, transparent, free of evil, nothing to hide. With the first bite into Satan's fruit, they were instantly ashamed and fearfully aware of their minds had been exposed to the enemy. Naked to the eyes of the Spirit of God, they knew their thoughts would be discerned, the state of their minds revealed, and they tried to hide. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 13 assures us, And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. What happened with Satan's invasion of their minds was a transference of the thoughts of Adam and Eve from God's mind to Satan's, bringing an immediate change of attitude and nature. 
God felt the disconnect. Their minds were no longer one with him. In Genesis chapter 3, verses 9 through 10, Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? He felt the disconnection from Adam and Eve. So he, Adam, said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. They were out of their position, out of harmony, not in the order they were created for. Look at the sequence of events. Eve ingested the seed of Satan's lies, fed them to Adam. Their minds conceived his thoughts and gave birth to sin. This corrupted knowledge opened their eyes to Satan's world of good and evil and closed their eyes to God's kingdom. For the most part, they would now see only in this realm. They began to comprehend what they had done. They saw themselves as they were, naked, open, not covered by God any longer, and physically, mentally, emotionally exposed. Their innocence was gone. Because of Eve's mistake, the mother of humanity, we have been born soulish people, very aware of our flesh and programmed with Satan's knowledge. We have only understood this passage of Scripture as a purely physical experience. The real heartbreak to the Lord, however, was the sad sight of the corrupted minds of Adam and Eve. Out of touch with God, they had become captives of Satan and bound to him. The Lord in his mercy had their physical bodies covered by the skins of animals, ones they had probably petted in their former state. Their minds, their hearts, and souls, however, remained exposed to the evil one, for that was their will, their choice. In closing, thankfully, God had a plan perfectly calculated before he rested for our redemption and the restoration of all he created. In part two of this blast, we will discuss his plan, entering into God's rest and becoming heirs, the benefactors of Revelation, chapter 21, verse 4. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away.